You are listening to Balanced Living Weekly, episode number 64 with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Balanced Living Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And from the Netherlands, I'm Father Roderick. And we're here each and every week in your ears, on your iPod, on your iPhone, on our website, wherever it is you might be listening to us, talking about our weekly journey into our pursuit of a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. And it is our goal to share our triumphs, our struggles, our journey with you in hopes that you'll in return share your journey with us, that we can all be a community inspiring one another to live a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. And that's our tagline. Absolutely. (laughs) But try to put that on your business card. Uh, it still sounds good to me. <laughs> Father Roderick, I know that right now um, you're, you're, you have a strong desire to live a balanced life, but uh, this is Easter and you're a priest. Yeah. And I imagine <laughs> that probably, not, well, if, if you were just a priest and it was Easter, it probably wouldn't be so bad. But yeah. you're this multimedia guru. Everybody wants to talk to you on television, radio, and all your fans around the world want to hear your podcast. So tell me, what's that doing to your balanced life right now? Um, it's a challenge. It's a real tough challenge. Fortunately, it's one that I saw coming for a long time. And and, and I talked uh, last week, I think, about uh, my uh, kind of... Uh, well, I was very afraid of, of you know being really overworked with all these, these all these different things, and it's all work that I love to do. It's just a lot of it, and uh, I think that last time I, I said that you know I'm going to try to tackle this by sleeping enough, and that's what I've been trying to do for the past few days. And I have to say it it pays off. It, it, I'm still completely over overwhelmed with work. And uh, only today uh, alone, I, I'm doing one radio interview. I already did, did a television interview this morning, doing this podcast now. And I'll be you know, on a big uh, TV talk show, like the biggest in, in my country, uh, with uh, sometimes a, a million uh, viewers. Uh, so, uh, yeah, a lot of stress because of that. But fortunately, I was able to sleep uh, normal amounts of, uh, 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 well, not not eight hours, but seven hours, or seven and a half hours. And I really noticed that it helps me get through this and to be calm despite the, you know, just the amount of things that I need to do. Plus, I've got this uh, carrot dangling in front of my nose that it's, you know, it's Easter. And so uh, the, the second day of Easter, come what may, I will be running a marathon. And by golly, I am going mm. to enjoy it. And even though I might just completely su- uh, uh, succumb to, uh, you know, because of the lack of training and I might, I might not really, I might get terrible cramps, but I am so looking forward to, to those hours that I'm just going to be running. I'm going to be listening to, you know, gspn.tv podcasts for four hours. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and that's, that is such a, a, a huge thing to look forward to. It's stupid because I know it's going to be grueling. It's going to be really, really tough. But at the same time, it's something totally different from all the rest. And it just gives me a lot of energy and anticipation. And I'm just all giddy just talking about it. 
Well, I'm excited so, to he- hear that you're going to have something that's going to bring that that much joy and and pleasure uh, after working so hard. I think maybe that'll be your "I deserve it." Yeah, well, it's it's in any way it's something that it's going to be good after um, you know the intensity uh, in both in my work in the church and then all the media work to do something that is pure physical. Um, it's something that I miss if if it's not there. And and uh, the past few weeks have been uh, so busy that I hardly had time to do the regular training for for the preparation for the marathon. So. Um, Hopefully after uh, when Easter is over and I have to go for one week to Rome to report on the beatification of the previous Pope. And then once I'm back home, life is going to be relatively normal and I'll be able to go back to a certain rhythm, which is something uh, we both value tremendously. If you can have like a regular uh, rhythm throughout the day where you wake up early and then you go to bed in time and then during the morning you kind of work, you read, you you pray, you uh, you get a lot of stuff done and it gives you a lot of gratification if you live a regular life. Whereas now I've got the feeling that, you know, I'm running from one job to another and uh, it's all it's all useful and it's probably, you know, good in, for, to some extent. But at the same time, it's, it's, a, it's kind of life... Uh, that I know I I I don't like to live for an extended period of time. It's it's no problem if it's for a short period. You know, we we all has have these moments of stress, and you know where everything kind of uh, uh, is 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 necessary at once. But after that, I want to get back to my just my normal life rhythm, and I will. I, I'm already looking forward to all the fruits that it's going to bring me. Right. Well, I want to share that, you know, I've I've been sharing the last couple weeks that, uh, you know, I've been doing really good at trying to keep an extra amount of margin in my schedule and my my day to day and and trying to actually fit that in and having that become a part of my rhythm and routine. And and I want to share that uh, I've been able to successfully do that, but it's it's actually it's difficult. it's difficult, but not only is it difficult, uh, I've been able to accomplish it, but I don't know if I actually like all this extra margin. <laughs> You're starting to miss work? I, well, I am. I, I mean, it's, 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 it, it, it's hard for me to say without me sounding like a really horrible husband and father, but man, I, I tell you, there's, there's been a part of, I think some of it has been a lot of my identity as far as how good I feel about myself is about how much, how hard I've worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the number of hours that I put in and 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 just making things happen and, and, and stuff like that to where, you know, I've done this for so long that, man, I have, you know, all night, uh, six nights a week now completely free to just hang out with my family and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, yeah, yeah what are we going to do? And I want to do something. You know, I, I want to have fun. I want to be exciting. I want to do things. But the family's like, we're just hanging out. Let's just hang out. Let's just do our own thing. And 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 I'm <laughs> like, but seriously, we're just going to sit here and watch TV. We're just going to sit here and do this. We're just going to sit here and do It's like, yeah, that's what we do. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I want to do something. So I'm really struggling with with uh, understanding, you know, what it means to relax. I have I have the free time to unwind, uh, but I'm, st- you know, and, and some, sometimes I'm like, okay, well, you guys 
I'm gonna gonna go out for a walk and I'll go for a six mile walk or something. I'm like, I, I gotta <laughs> do something. So I'm really struggling with the fact that I have margin. I'm yeah. not working around the clock, but and, you're not really enjoying it to the I'm not full extent it. yet. Yeah, you know, I, there's parts of me that you know I'd rather be working on a project that mm. that that does that has some kind of immediate effect. You know, something that I can say, wow, I I did something and, and this is going to cause this or, you know, that in a couple of days I can say, hey, this, this, this and this, all of mm-hmm. these positive things happened because I took that time and did this. Um, you know, I, I don't get that from just sitting on the couch or just laying back and doing nothing. On the other hand. It could be, but of course I'm 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 not there, so it's it's kind of hard for me to uh, to to fully um, judge the situ- situation. But it could be that that you're doing actually more than you you realize, because if you're just sitting there watching TV with your family with your kids, you know, twenty thirty years from now, that's what they're going to remember. Yeah, they're going to tell their kids uh, how weird that may sound, but they was like, oh yeah, my my. Our dad used to be, you know, and he would sit with us and watch those goofy movies, and uh, you know, uh, we we he was there, and yeah. uh, and and it might be a fuzzy memory, and they won't, you know, r- really remember every specific uh, uh, evening that you were sitting there, but it will be this general impression of, you know, at least we, our our dad was not not always in the basement, you know, uh, behind that microphone, and we could not come in because we would disturb the right. <laughs> whatever he was doing. <laughs> Exactly, so, and so there, there's that. But uh, I can also totally uh, feel what, your your reluctance of just you know, kind of for a prolonged period of time doing nothing. I, I'm always, even if I'm relaxing, even I'm, if I'm when I'm watching a movie, I still have my iPad on my knees, and I'm usually doing something else while watching a movie. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know rearranging my Facebook page, or I'm putting out tweets, or responding to email, and I have a hard time just doing one thing at a time. I, I also have to kind of feel useful in, in, in a certain way. Right. Well, that's, that's what I'm trying to, trying to do. I, I want to give this time, I want to have that time where I'm just hanging out, doing whatever, you know, just being present, you know, or just being present with them. But also I, I want to see if I can kind of incorporate some fun activities to do as well. You know, maybe right. like yeah. we had, intr- I had uh, introduced um, a, a new routine in our home. I'm not sure if I brought it up here or not, but after church on Sundays, we would come home, have lunch, and then we would have a, a, a one hour scheduled time of reading together as a family. Mm. And, you know, may, may, you know, we've been, we have been sitting back um, several nights uh, in the last two weeks where, you know, we basically have a hot air popcorn 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 popper. Have you ever used one of those before? Um, yeah, I used to have one. Yes. And uh, we melt some fresh hot butter and, mm-hmm. and just lightly salt it. And we sit down and watch some TV or a movie. And we, we sit down as a family and just enjoy a, a light popcorn snack while watching TV together. That's that's been um, mostly what's going on. And of course, then the kids have so much homework and and all of these other things but i want to incorporate like it'd be cool to have you know that um that time to sit down and um uh, have a board game or do do a board game or do some you know i don't know something doing something i want to do things 
I want, yeah. I want activities. Well, I, I can imagine that just, just sitting on the couch and, and just watching uh, passively uh, a TV show has less impact um, than, than playing a, a board game or something like that. And I, I, I do remember uh, certain, certain moments from when I was young, uh, things that we did together with the family and uh, where, for instance, you know, my dad would have this wacky idea of wanting to cook something together with, with us. And he couldn't cook at all. So it always ended in disaster and smoke and fire alarms going off. But I do remember <laughs> those moments. Perhaps it happened only a few times, but it was something that is just like a picture in my mind, uh, that moment. And, and we did have kind of these fun activities or we would go out for a walk uh, and he would have... Uh, you know, some kind of, and we didn't know where we were going, but, you know, he would tell a story about the place that we were visiting. And um, so there was a little bit of a surprise there. Yeah. And those are the moments that I really uh, remember. And, and I also remember that many times he was just, you know, sitting at his desk uh, upstairs and, and, you know, didn't want to be disturbed. And my mom was always down the stairs and, you know, that was kind of the go-to person if you wanted to talk. Um but I do, I, I really value those moments that I, that we share together as a family and we did something. Um, yeah. Well, that's what I'm looking for. What I, I want to share one thing that our family did a long time ago. It's Steph, Stephanie and I had heard about doing something like this from somewhere and I can't remember what it was, but we did it. And this is one memory that will forever live in our kids' minds. And it's these little simple things that, that I want to do. Um, and, and incorporate, but, um, you know, the big gigantic, um, or not gigantic cause now they make these things that are about the size of a soup can, but the, they're just, they're called jumbo, um, jumbo marshmallows. Okay. So they're not mini marshmallows. They're about the size of a D size battery. Uh-huh. You, are, are you familiar with those? Uh, I, I, no, I can imagine them. Okay. And I can almost taste them. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so, so jumbo marshmallows and they come in, in these big bags and my wife and I, we bought three bags of jumbo marshmallows and, uh, we had opened up the bags. We had them, we were, we, our kitchen, our kitchen and living room and dining area is all one area with no walls in between and we yeah. have this island and, and we were on the part of the island where the drawers were and we had the drawers halfway open with these bags of uh, jumbo marshmallows all open and ready to go and so Stephanie and I are standing in the kitchen and the kids are all back in the bedroom upstairs and we ask them to come down the hallway and as they come down the hallway we start just pelting them with uh with jumbo marshmallows <laughs> and so as, of course Stephanie and I have the stockpile but uh -huh. as we're, you know, throwing handfuls of jumbo marshmallows, now they start to have their own ammunition. And probably for about a good 45 minutes to an hour, we had this massive jumbo marshmallow fight, the five of us. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> so anyway, that, you know, that's something that our kids still talk about today. And that was like two and a half, maybe three years ago. And so, um, th those are the little things that I want, you know, I want to, I want to do things. Right. And That's it doesn't have to be every day, but, but it's, it, I think I would encourage you in, in, in finding these, you know, just putting a bit of creativity and, uh, in getting the fam family to do something that that is not part of the routine and of the, the, the regular stuff that, that you do, because that's what they're going to remember 20 years from now. Yeah. 
All right. So that, I, I just want to share. It makes it fun. It makes it fun for yourself also, because I, I bet you that after you felt really good after that fight oh, with the yeah. Mark Mellows. It was like, that was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. The one thing you got to, and I'll just caution everybody. Um, one of the things that I learned after the fact um, is don't buy three bags. You really could get by with just one, honestly. <laughs> and, and my recommendation, if anybody decides to try this, is to count specifically the exact number of marshmallows and yeah. so that when you are finished and you want to clean them up, that you count to make sure that you have them all. Otherwise, you could <laughs> have a potential disaster with ants or something. Yeah. So, Exactly. And don't put any dogs or cats in the same room with those marshmallows. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to share that, you know, I have, I, I do have during, especially during the evenings and now on the weekends, I'm, I'm experiencing a lot of free time, but a lot of, uh, I would, I would call it borderline boredom. You know, I, I just feel like itchy to do something and and uh, I, I just need to come up with the creative things instead of saying, hey, I, you know, I've got this free time. Why don't I go downstairs and check my email or why don't I go do this? And <laughs> and I got to get out of that mindset and say, why don't I yeah. think of something creative to do with my family right now? Right. Exactly. Because your kids will be bored from time to time. I yep. bet. Yep. I was bored as a kid. And yep. I was like, so what am I going to do? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All yeah, right. but, but board games are fun. Um, gosh, yeah, going on on little uh, expeditions, um, do something crazy, perhaps cook together for, for every once in a while, stuff like that. Yeah, cook and together. then do the whole the whole thing with you know gathering the ingredients and going to the supermarket and I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever done geocaching before? Oh, that's a lot of fun. No, I've never done it, but I've heard so much about it and I can t- that would be totally my thing had it, if I had time. We've we've done it one time as a family. Our family really enjoyed it. The only thing is I'm not that much of an outdoors person. I don't mind going outdoors. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to going out in the woods and going through briar patches and stepping in mud puddles and Oh, really? Digging you don't under, like that. No, I'm just not that oh, kind of that. guy. <laughs> I never get to do it, but yeah, I kind of—it always makes me dream of uh, another life in which I would have been this guy who would just go into the forest for five days with a camera and eating, <laughs> you know, decayed animals and and <laughs> washing myself with mud and killing mosquitoes and being attacked by bears. Oh, that kind goodness. of life. Just the idea of mosquitoes just knocks it right out of the park for me. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone on these island uh, trips to the Bahamas before, and and they have these big parties outdoors. And I'm like, uh, you know what? I think I'll stay in. <laughs> those, those Bahama Island uh, mosquitoes are not fun. No, that's true. Uh, well, but you have like very wintry areas where you don't have insects. There you, you go. Go, you know, to I don't know the the Denver area in the winter and do something cool there. <laughs> there we go. That's what we'll do. Maybe I'll just take the kids out in the winter and we'll go digging through snow anyway hey we have lots of feedback if you want to feature some feedback this week absolutely all right let's turn first to uh chrissy who called in something about calories in and uh, menus so check this out hi cliff father roderick this is chrissy from long island and i'm calling for balanced living weekly yesterday i was listening to your podcast where you were talking about calorie counts on menus and later on that night i went out and i was at a restaurant with calorie counts And uh, it was really sort of interesting because pretty much every meal they offered had 1,500 calories or more. Uh, There were a couple exceptions. Um, 
and some as high as 25 calories. And they were foods that you wouldn't necessarily have thought would have had 2,500 calories. Um, it didn't totally make my decision. Like I didn't go look for anything that had like 1,000 calories. But anything that had 2,000 calories or more, I didn't even look at past the calorie count because um, that's insane, even though I probably only eat half of my meal. Um but I, I think for the average person, I don't think it really makes a difference in terms of if they don't know what a calorie is and they're not watching their diet and they just want to eat what they want or they went there for something in particular. But I do think for the person who is kind of minding their calories, even if they're not necessarily on a diet, you know, when they see 2,500 calories, they go, whoa, that might not be what I want to eat today because that can't be good. Um Anyway, I just wanted to leave feedback. Um, good luck with the balanced living. Uh, I think we're all struggling with it. And thanks for the podcast. Bye. All right, Chrissy, thank you so much for the feedback. And and I did hear notice a couple things. Number one, she saw the calorie counts. And uh, when she saw 2,500 or more, she immediately rejected those options. So it does work. So, I mean, I wonder if, if those calories weren't there. And, and, and as far as you're looking through the menu, mm, what tastes good to me? I wonder if she would have avoided a 2,500 calorie or more dinner option. Mm-hmm. So there's well, that. Interesting that she says that uh, it, sometimes you wouldn't expect it. So there's a lot of food where the calories are disguised and, and you don't realize that there's so much in it. It's like the salad at McDonald's. Yes. Salad with chicken. You think, oh, that must, you know, lean meat, salad. And then if you look at the calorie count, it's the same as a Big Mac. Yeah. Because of all the, you know, the, the well, I think the chicken itself, plus the sauce, you know, the, the, the dressing. Salad dressing, yes. And uh, there's, sometimes there's cheese in it, and then all that adds up. And then <laughs> the uh, it's it's a, a calorie bomb in disguise. You think you're eating something healthy, and instead it's like way too much. Yes. And you know what? I, I actually thought of another benefit of um, requiring, and of course, again, I, I'm not too keen on the idea of forcing private business owners to do certain things. But, sure. but I did think about a benefit that would happen uh, it, that could potentially happen if restaurants are forced to put calories on the menu. And it's not necessarily in the mindset of all the customers, but what if I owned a restaurant and I were required mm-hmm. to put the calories on, I think I might be adjusting my, my preparation of that food to make the calorie listing look more appealing to those who do care. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you could, you could, it could be a, uh, a motivation to be more, uh, more careful and, and to actually, you want to look good. Yeah. It's like the, isn't it uh, in, in the United States that uh, restaurants have this uh, uh, piece of paper with a rating that they have to put in front of their window uh, that is kind of an assessment of how clean they are? I, I don't know, but that does- I saw that in, uh, in, um, in Atl- in the a- area of Atlanta in Georgia, every restaurant had a, I think it was a kind of a grade, an A or a B or a C, and and then you, basically there is a uh, a website of the government or I don't know the local authorities that explain what kind of hygiene that rep- represents, and so a restaurant that only has a like a D 
no money's going to eat there. Right. And so you, you, it has a, a very strong uh, uh, impact on, on the, on the hygiene of, of, a, of a restaurant because of course you, it, it's highly visible and nobody wants to sit in a restaurant where you know, oh gosh, they might you know, not wash their hands after going to the toilet. <laughs> Just the idea. And I think that the calorie uh, accountability for those restaurants might have the same effect. Yeah. Like, well, we got we to gotta make sure that, uh, you know, if, if it's not necessary for the taste, then we might as well try to, uh, you know, have, a, have a, a, a reasonable calorie count for all our, our main dishes. Exactly. Exactly. And so, so even though maybe the, the main populace is not educated, I think that, that if a restaurant was required, that it would cause them to become educated about it and then to realize that you know this may not make a lot of sense for us to put a four thousand dollar or four thousand calorie item on a menu for a single person to eat you yeah. know but then again i watch kitchen nightmares and i'm not sure exactly if that would pan out either because <laughs> some of those know. people don't just know. don't care no people don't really care and but <sighs> Well, you don't necessarily have to be like super, um, you know, uh, hung up on, on, on trying to, to, to just focus on the, on the calories. But uh, I, I read an interview with uh, Jamie Oliver the other day uh, and he says, you know, I'm not a calorie counter. I don't, I don't, you know, overemphasize that, but I just want to motivate people, both individuals and people, you know, chefs. Just be cook with fresh ingredients. Use good stuff. Don't don't use processed processed meat and processed uh, produce. Um, just be an honest cook, and then things balance out by itself. Yeah, and I think he's he's right to a certain extent, of course. Exactly. If you eat a lot of uh, of organic food, uh, but you eat too much, then you're still going to gain gain weight. Yes, but, indeed. Uh, but it's kind of like a. It, it made sense. It's like just be be reasonable. Just use fresh produce and uh, uh, be uh, bring variation in what you eat, and it will balance it it out by itself. And I think I think he's right. Very cool. We're going to move on to our next piece of audio feedback. This is from Mary, and she's talking about how to save weight, uh, how to save money if you want to lift weights. So check this out. Okay. Hey, Cliff. This is Mary from Minnesota, and I had an idea. You don't, when you first lifting weights, and if you're really poor like myself, lift cans of soup. Yes, that's what I said. Lift cans of soup. They're probably not like 20 pounds, but at least it's getting your arms moving. It's just an easy way to save money. That's all I had. Have a good day. Bye. All right, Mary, thank you so much. Uh, so a way to save money, if you want to start doing those little workout DVDs and they tell you to go buy those one pound dumbbells and stuff like that, mm-hmm. find some household <laughs> items uh, such as a can <laughs> of soup or or something, and uh, yeah, but this, you know, that's a valuable piece of feedback because you know there are a lot of things that you could use in your home to help do resistance training. Is that right? Absolutely. Even your own body. I mean, the push-ups. You're basically not using any weights, but uh, you use your own body weight as the thing that you have to push off the ground. And that's very effective. And there are many uh, exercises designed. If you just look, uh, you Google for um, uh, 
like uh, exercises at home or without equipment or out of the gym, you'll find a lot of good stuff that you can do just with your body alone. Um, of course, it, it does help. Uh, for, for me, it's kind of also psychological. If I have the weights, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not the kind of guy to go to the kitchen and, 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 and get like soup <laughs> to exercise with. Somehow that doesn't really motivate me. Right. Uh, but I, I just got this really cheap set of weights and uh, I think it was 20 bucks for a, for a set. So it's not that expensive and you can actually even get the plastic ones and you fill them up with water. So they're really easy to transport. And this is nice if you're uh, traveling, for instance. Oh, I, that uh, does sound nice. The, so the, the weights is hand weights and they just have, uh, they're basically containers for water. And so you empty them, put them in your suitcase, weighs almost nothing. And then at the hotel, you just fill them with water. And then all of a sudden you've got like two pounds in every, every uh, uh, set. So right. that too. And because it's plastic, it's really cheap. And one of the things, one of the tips that you gave was uh, talking about the fact that sometimes it's just important to get our physical activity and just to schedule it. And of course, Beth called in with this piece of audio feedback here. Hi, Cliff and Father Roderick. This is Beth from Staten Island, New York. I'm calling for the uh, Balanced Living Weekly podcast, and I wanted to leave some feedback as sort of a thank you for from um, uh, a a uh, suggestion that Father had a few we few episodes back about scheduling exercise into your day instead of it just uh, relying solely on willpower and motivation. Uh, exercise has always been a challenge for me, and fitting it into the day-to-day has been uh, extremely difficult for many, many years. And recently, uh, about a few months back, I had been able to start scheduling in a time to exercise, a certain time in the morning when uh, the kids are in school and my husband's at work and things kind of slow down, and I've been using that as a time when I can just automatically go down and exercise. And it's been been, uh, it's been actually, I've been keeping it up for uh, a couple of months now, and that's the longest run I've ever had with daily exercise. So I'm actually getting in five to six days a week of a half an hour to 40 minutes of exercise every day. And I just wanted to say thank you for that. It was a, a, a comment that Father had made, and it meant something to me, and I thought it was good and a good idea, and it actually worked. And so I just wanted to say thank you, and thank you for your podcast. It's really a wonderful addition to, uh, to my day to be able to listen to you guys, and you're very motivating. And uh, thanks for all you do, and good luck with your journeys, too. Take care now. Bye-bye. Wow, Beth, that's exactly the the type of feedback we love to hear, to, to hear that just something you said a, a while back, Father Roderick, has, has had a positive impact on her day, day-to-day living in her journey of balance cool. and health. Yeah, it's awesome. And I, I, I can imagine how difficult it must be if you have, you know, husband, kids, family life, uh, all sorts of responsibilities to, uh, to make time uh, for, for a workout. And that's where you have to kind of create these, these habits and just schedule it in and, 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 and uh, um, treat it in the same way that you would treat the other obligations that you have. This is an obligation to yourself. Plus, it will help you to be to be fitter and to have more energy for all the other stuff that is imp- that you find important. So, by the way, uh, Beth is also the co-host with her husband of a new 
podcast, which I've been uh, enjoying uh, tremendously. So I want to give her a plug here. Um, it's the podcast is called The Tightrope, and you can find it at thetightrope.net. And it's uh, it's a very cool geeky. Uh, podcast. It's, it's it's about a lot of the topics that that I I just love hearing about. You know, movies and Star Wars and health and uh, spirituality and, and movies and other cool stuff. So <laughs> definitely recommend it. I heard you talk about that on the break just recently. Yep. So yep. Uh, is this another? Uh, is it an SQPN podcast or is it something they're doing independently? It's just a husband and wife podcast. Excellent. But it's, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's kind of uh, just like you know this certain Cliff and Stephanie. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Yeah, Family from the Heart or something. Yeah, it's kind of in the same uh, in the same style. So yeah, it's, it's, called, it's good it's stuff. The tightrope. The t- it's called the tightrope. All right. Because it's, it, you know, you have, you have to walk the tightrope sometimes if you want to keep everything in balance with your family and faith and, and, and jobs and everything. So, and uh, let's see here. This Is it thetightrope.net? Yes, thetightrope.net. Excellent. Well, very good. Congratulations, Beth, and to her husband for you know bringing another wonderful, inspiring podcast into the world. It's gl- I'm very happy to hear that. I always, you know me, I love to hear about new podcasts being launched. Yeah, so. and sometimes you know you feel that people have a certain like uh, almost born talent to to do a podcast and uh, the, the, the both of them are very just very entertaining it's just great to listen to and you can immediately feel like okay yeah these people are made to do podcasting awesome. well, <laughs> so, that's have, my personal opinion of course what do i know about podcasting i am i'm going to load it up on my <laughs> podcast app and uh and and have a listen because now i've heard you talk about it twice i have to i have to listen now <laughs> All right, so we were talking about um, scheduling your exercises, and in um, I don't know if it was the last episode we did or the week before, we talked about how much you know. Somebody had called in and asked how much time should we work out. We shared yes. we shared some uh, thoughts about what Jillian had said, and mm-hmm. Fred from Long Island called in and here's some additional ideas uh, from some other trainers and popular people out there in the fitness world. So here's Fred from Long Island. Cool. Hi, Cliff and Father oh, Roderick. Nope, that's not Fred from Long Island. This one's Fred from Long Island. Hey, Cliff and Father Roderick. It's Fred from Long Island. And I was just listening to Balanced Living Weekly, and I heard Cliff and Father Roderick talking about how long you should exercise as a minimum. Just to comment on that quickly, our friend Tony Horton of P90X fame has his own short workout videos called 10-Minute Trainer, which claim that uh, in 10 minute segments throughout the day that you can, you can become uh, buff and fit and thin, you know, uh, I don't know how well that works or not. I don't own it, but, but just throwing that out there. Uh, I have heard something else from a, from another personal trainer, Ben Greenfield over at bengreenfieldfitness.com. And one of his fitness tips is, especially if you work at a desk, a uh, very sedentary sort of situation, get up for one minute every hour, and do something very physical, you know, jog in place, uh, jumping jacks, something like that for 60 seconds. And he says that doing something like that for a minute every hour, not that it's going to be your, your uh, total exercise solution, but it, it does seem to help your metabolism to do that, especially if you're primarily sitting for most of the time. And I find, you know, I've tried this a few times myself, I don't do it every hour, maybe a couple times a day. I found it does uh, wake you up a little bit anyway. So I usually have to sneak off to a conference room to do it because I don't want to be doing jumping jacks at my desk. But anyway, <laughs> thanks for the show. I'm enjoying it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. 
Very cool. That's, Thank you for the additional feedback. Father Roderick, what do you have to say? You were going to uh, say something. It's good stuff. Well, uh, first of all, about Tony Horton, uh, that's the guy from uh, P90X. Um, it's it's a, an exercise routine that I've been trying to uh, to do in the past. It's very tough. It's extremely physical. And uh, uh, he's all about intensity. So if he says 10 minutes, it's going to be 10 minutes uh, that uh, makes a, you feel like it's been an hour. <laughs> it's not a 10-minute stroll in the park, right? No. Oh, imagine Jillian Michaels type kind of last chance workout times 10 and then (laughs) squeezed into 10 minutes instead of in four hours. That's kind of then you get the Tony Horton style. So (laughs) it it may be an honest, real 10 minute workout, but let's just put it this way. Bring yourself an additional change of clothes for after that 10 minutes. Absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, the whole idea there is, of course, to get your heart rate up as fast as possible. And, uh, uh, you know, it's all cardio. But, yeah, you definitely make the most out of 10 minutes. But sometimes I would just, I'd I'd long for just half an hour and then less intensity. I enjoy that more than 10 minutes, you know, at the the breakneck uh, Tony Horton speed. So that's one thought. Uh, the other thought, uh, definitely true that if you uh, have a sedentary job, um, it it will uh, help enormously if you get up every hour. Um, one way to accomplish that, by the way, is drinking a lot of water during the day because then you have to get up <laughs> because you have to go to the toilet. And then you don't go to the toilet you know, next to your office. You go to the toilet like five stairs up. And so you take the stairs and you can take the stairs down. It's very simple, but it works. Um also, a recent uh, report uh, that I read in the newspaper, I think today or yesterday, says that um, people that skip lunch at work, that have a, like a desk job and skip lunch, cost millions of dollars in, in total to the, to the entire country. Because apparently, uh, they get sick a lot. Uh, it it, it is just has a lot of long-term... Um, and if you, if you add up all those people that skip lunch saying, you know, I'd, I'd rather work instead of taking a break, um, they will lose productivity at, towards the end of the day and uh, they will do their work less efficiently. Uh, they, they are less productive uh, over the entire day. So don't skip lunch. Take a break every hour and then a longer break uh, at lunchtime and you'll work better and you'll, you know, be more productive. Well, I certainly lead a, uh, a position where I don't have a lot of physical activity unless I intentionally go out and do it. And I've been fairly good at uh, incorporating, you know, long walks and stuff like that somewhere within my day. But I will be honest there. I mean, gosh, from it, it's possible for me to be down here at six o'clock in the morning and and uh, pretty much be down here until it's time for lunch. And then, uh, and then to go up for lunch and take a you know ten, fifteen, twenty minute lunch break, and then come right back down and work until you know three thirty, four thirty in the afternoon, and then go out for a walk or whatever. And and that's I, I am in here all day long. So yeah. I, I may I may try, and I'm gonna say may, but I may try to think about how I can incorporate some kind of timer to go off every 60 minutes just to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, if it's sunny outside, I'm going to go outside and I'm just going to breathe in some fresh air and stretch. Or if it's not sunny outside, I'm going to at least go upstairs and, and, you know, just run up and down the stairs once or twice or something like that. So we'll see how, see how it does to really, you know, clear out the day for me. I sometimes just need to do that, especially on days where I have to uh, record several shows. Uh, I I need a break in between those 
episodes and just to kind of make the switch. And so I usually go and make myself a cup of coffee or something like that, or I go clean something in the house or something really random, but just I got to do something different and be away from the from the computer for five or 10 minutes and that will completely re-energize me. And sometimes I, you know, I'm, I forget to do that and I'm tired and I'm sitting there and I try to start a show and this happens to me. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a very much a perfectionist uh, and I restart the break like 10 times and every time I will mess up in the first two minutes. And sometimes I'm so frustrated that and people in the chat room uh, that are watching this in, on Ustream, they know that. I just run away and they might hear me saying all sorts of nasty stuff in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just literally have to go and walk around and then I calm down, I sit down, and no problem whatsoever. Whatever happened to the whole show works. Whatever <laughs> happened to that wireless mic system that you had purchased that you were gonna be able to walk around to into the other rooms and let us hear all that stuff that you're doing as you walk away? <laughs> that would be entertaining, yeah. <laughs> and compromising for me. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> I tried it out, but it, I'm getting this uh, weird uh, ticking noise if I use it. So you have this like the yeah, and yeah. and for a long time I thought that the unit was broken. Uh huh. And then the other day I was doing uh I was on location doing whatever interview, and I was also carrying a, a Sennheiser because this, this is a Sennheiser that I have, and the cameraman just stops me after a few minutes. He says, "I'm hearing this weird ticking noise," and it turned out he also had a Sennheiser, and it was it was actually caused by the battery. So if there's not enough juice in a battery, even if it's there's still like 50%, in some cases it will create this ticking noise. So huh. at least I know now what is causing it. But uh, I was like, okay, well, I, I d I'm not I'm not comfortable wearing these remote microphones in the house mm -hmm. because I've had some incidents, let's say that, <laughs> in the past while filming. Because you know you're in between, you've done an interview and you need to do some pickup shots after that. You know, I have to go to the toilet. Uh huh. And then I totally forget that the microphone is still open. <laughs> and then I come back, and, and like the cameraman just smiles at me. Is like that was interesting. Like what? No. <laughs> so I'm becoming very paranoid. I I recently heard that that apparently the iPhone is tracking like everywhere you've ever been, even if you're not, you know, doing that on purpose. Yeah. It's like ah, oh, that is this is starting to become really creepy. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so no, I don't think you'll see that wireless microphone in my, you know, on the air anytime soon. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I'll tell you what, we've got one more piece of audio feedback here. And since we are we're cleaning house in the feedback mm -hmm. field, let's go ahead and turn to Jeannie. And this was before the Boston Marathon. So here's her feedback. Father Roderick, this is Jeannie from Virginia calling for the Balanced Living Weekly podcast. Last year, I called in with a goal that I wanted to qualify for the Boston Marathon, and I did that. I ran a marathon in three hours and 44 minutes, and I am now going to go to Boston this coming weekend to run the race on April 18th. I won't be running the race I imagined because I was off from running for six months last year due to a subluxed cuboid. If you want to know what that is, you can Google it. It took six months of uh, physical therapy to eventually get it to stay put in my foot where it's supposed to be. In the months off, I should have cross-trained, but I didn't. Uh, I gained seven pounds. Since getting back into running, I've struggled with my healthy eating habits, mainly because I'm around a lot of people who don't worry about what they eat. It's very hard when you're a sugar-holic to pass up candy on the desk or powdered donuts on the table. 
it's doubly hard to pass them up when you are already in a healthy weight range. So I've started listening to your podcast again, and I started listening to the Jillian Michaels podcast you recommended. One discussion she had about motivation really hit home for me. She said, you need a concrete goal, not something vague. I realized that the one time in my life when I was able to pass up the donuts was when I had that goal last year of qualifying for Boston. So I decided I need a concrete goal, and I'm going to set a lofty one. I don't want to just be Q again. I want to finish a marathon around three hours and 30 minutes. So next year, 2012, Shamrock Marathon in Virginia Beach, I want to finish around 3.30. I believe if I work hard that I can do it, and I think if I start thinking of myself as an athlete with a goal in mind, I will better be able to pass up those unhealthy treats that I see around me often. So thank you for your podcast. It has really helped me get my mind back on track um, and keep it up. Thanks. Bye. Wow. Jeez. Jeez. That is is one heck of a goal. Well, the good news is that she actually did do the marathon, Uh, even with... Even with that that injury that she talked about, she she actually went through with the the marathon, and she wrote back and I and I sent you a copy of the letter there if you want yeah. to read her update. Absolutely. Here's what she writes: I did run the Boston Marathon. I ran a personal worst time of four hours and thirty three minutes. But considering my lack of preparation, I'm very satisfied with it. A lot of people train for marathons and cannot do a four-hour 33 marathon, so I feel very lucky to have good running genes. Now I have to focus on changing my eating habits and training right so I can do that three-hour and 30-minute marathon next March. I can only dream about that. Three hours and 30 minutes. I mean, even four hours and 33 minutes. I would be extremely satisfied with that. <laughs> I've only, I only did one marathon two years ago when I was still young and <laughs> full of energy. And uh, I think I did it in four hours, 11 minutes. I'm certainly not going to be able to repeat that this year. So my goal now is I'm just going to run and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to get to the finish. And I don't care how much time it will take. But now I'm feeling a bit guilty. I was like, mm, perhaps I should have pushed it a little harder. No, but, come on. Uh, oh, well. The, 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 you got to ask yourself, why am I running? You know, well, I'm, running, I'm definitely not running for, you know, setting records or anything. I've never done that. I, I want to run because I just love running. I just love being outside and having an excuse to listen to lots of podcasts. And running just provides me with that excuse. It's, it's what we talked about at the beginning of this show. You want to feel useful in doing the stuff that you do. I don't want to just go out and run without a goal. And so setting this idea of I'm going to run a marathon, to me, the distance is a goal in itself. And then to me, that's enough. Mm-hmm. And sure, I would love to be able to run a three-hour, 30-minute marathon. And actually, I might, after I run this, I might continue my training in order to do a faster one later this year. I, I, I recently, this is a bit geeky perhaps, but um, I've always been training with my iPhone and I think you uh, you also have used this program in the past, the Runkeeper Pro. Oh yeah, I use it every every week. Well, I've had so many problems lately with the thing would just stop; it would crash. Really? And then I, I would be running, and then you don't get any updates anymore. Normally, after every mile, you get you run eight miles and two, uh, uh. and uh, you hear nothing, and then you stop, and then ah, the program has is crashed again, and it's so frustrating. And I just after having these problems for weeks, even with a reinstall of the phone and 
I decided to bite the bullet and get myself a specific uh, dedicated uh, timer or what is it? A GPS watch. Uh-huh. So I got the Garmin Forerunner 305, which is an older model, um, but it's, it's relatively cheap. It's about 125 bucks. And it only measures, it has a very strong GPS uh, uh, antenna and it's, it's, uh, it's used by, well, perhaps hundreds of thousands of, of runners all around the world. And so I, I just arrived in the mail today, right in time for, uh, for Easter and for my uh, first marathon. And uh, but this little device also has a lot of um, like built-in training schedules. So for instance, if you want to improve your speed, it will. It has these interval trainings, and you just press a button, and it will tell you exactly. Now go run as fast as you can. Now stop, you know, and now just walk, and then run again. And that's the kind of stuff. It's very hard to do that by yourself. You need to have um, kind of, in, in this case, like a little geeky, geeky tech gadget that will help me uh, help me realize that. So I might actually give it a try and uh, and try to, to be faster than what I'm what I'm going to do. Very cool. Well, I tell you what, I I happen to be a geek lover. <laughs> That's my only goal. <laughs> well, I tell you what, having having a piece of technology is certainly a motivator. And um, by the way, I want to say that I stepped onto my Wythings scale this morning, and I am now. Uh, let's see. When I purchased the scale, I was at uh, what, what did I say? Two twenty five, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I am now at two fourteen point six. So I am only 4.6 mi- uh, 4.6 miles, 4.6 pounds away from being at my goal for the end of this month, and so I think I still have another week and week or so. Yeah, sweet. So, so uh, yeah, I have a at least it. a week and a couple days actually. Just be careful with all the the chocolate and eggs and stuff <laughs> over Easter. Oh yeah, yeah. You'll get there. You'll get there. Anyway, my friends, that's going to be this episode of Balanced Living Weekly. Of course, we want to say thank you to each and every one of you who have called in this week. We love to get your voice feedback. If you'd like to call us, you can do that by calling 859-795-4067. Again, that phone number is 859-795-4067. Father Roderick, you did not yet see this week's episode of The Biggest Loser. Is that correct? That's correct. I'm keeping that as a little Easter egg for uh, for when I have time to watch it. I'm looking forward to it because the previous episode, I watched it after we recorded our show. It was awesome. It was it, awesome. It was brilliant. Well, I tell you what, this this episode, I didn't like it as much as the one before because it didn't have like that all the all the wow moments uh-huh. in it, but very entertaining and there's still in New Zealand, still wonderful scenery. And uh, it, you know what? I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Still really enjoying the episodes. And so uh, I, I don't, matter of fact, it's almost like I wonder if they should just do this every year now, go to some kind of uh, really exotic place. They might. They, that, that's something that they took from the Australian version of The Biggest Loser, where they always travel uh, quite a bit at the end. So yeah, who knows? All right. Well, Father Roderick, uh, happy Easter to you. And uh, I'll be praying for you during all of these interviews and and all the uh, scheduled services that you're going to uh, perform and and just all the other wonderful things. And I'll be praying that your marathon goes well. What day is your marathon? That's on Monday. So it's this coming Monday. This coming Monday, just three days away. (laughs) It's scary. I'm scared. (laughs) 
Well, we'll all be praying for you, and uh, we we know that you'll do well, and we look forward to... No, next week you won't be here. We won't do an episode next week, right? Yeah, exactly. I'll be in Rome, but I'll be thinking... Uh, while eating my ice cream, I'll be thinking of all of you. All right. So just so everybody knows, on Thursday the 28th, we will not be doing an episode of Balanced Living week- Weekly, but we will be back the following week on May 5th. So yeah, we'll give, re- we'll give everyone an Easter break. Enjoy there, it. There you and go. Stay balanced. <laughs> yes. Until next time, stay balanced. <laughs>